Brace yourselves, everyone. We're entering the interior of Fry's nose. Nobody make a smell. Quick, we can escape through that nasal capillary into the sinus. Usually you don't know anything about human anatomy. I learned it from a decongestant commercial. Soothing action, 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 action. Episode 49. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I pissed my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. The only podcast Frank's mom listens to. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. So, after 10 minutes of waiting in line, patiently, I got up to the window with my friend Sarah, Yeah. and I said, okay, we'd like to order, and they go, sorry, the kitchen just closed. Are you kidding? This happened last night. That's so frustrating. It was frustrating, yeah. <laughs> they had plenty of, you could have a fruit tray, well, we wanted we wanted sandwiches and stuff, so anyway. You're getting over a cold, I apologize. Okay. I still hey, have we- that residual coughingness. Mm-hmm. You know, like... I don't know if it if it's like this for anybody else, but when I'm sick and I get my throat's all jacked up, then when I feel better, my throat still feels like it's swollen, mm-hmm. and I just the act of talking makes me <laughs> want to cough. Mm, it's really it's really odd. I hope you can get through it. <clears throat> Thank uh, you. We, if uh, I had uh, some hot tea, I'd be I'd be set. But and this is Frank and Brad and hi everybody. Hey, Bill McDonald's here. Bill McDonald's here. Special treat. Bill, we always love it when you come to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate getting to do something that's not part of the open. Yeah. <laughs> I like to keep talking you know, after the show starts. I think probably the last episode we had you on was one the, probably one of the Star Trek. It was billions of years ago. It was episode one. Episode Star one. Yeah, was Phantom Menace. Phantom right. Menace. Yeah, that was the I last time. championed episode one you for did. the masses. Which I was I've got the, some converts, too. I've, I've heard, uh, you know, I, I've heard I, feedback. Yeah, and and I am actually surprised that so many people feel that way about episode mm-hmm. one. Unlike Hartzell, uh, Todd Hartzell, I mm-hmm. listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Hartzell from so, uh, uh, from yeah. episode four. He won't be listening to this one, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, Todd. Boring. I, I never liked him. <laughs> no, he's a little weaselly little weasel man. Yeah. The only reason they say that is that you guys go back. You guys are fun. Yeah. You, you guys know each other. You guys make fun of each other. Well, um, so for this show. Episode 49. Episode 49. We are going to be talking about uh, the dinner we had with Bob Layton. But we can't do that properly without June Bob Kim because he's the one to spearhead right. it. Right. Uh, but before we go to that, Brad, let's kind of let's play some voicemails and stuff like that. Do you got anything queued up? Yeah. Let me. Um, <coughs> and guys, we, we always appreciate Excuse you guys me. leaving us voicemails. Please continue to do it. Let me open this. Uh, uh, we're going to try to be more vigilant in, in playing them. We do listen to them. We do appreciate them. Here is... Uh, Here's an old one. I like listening to the voicemails. It's fun. Yeah. Voicemails are fun. It's coming. Here it comes. Hey, guys. Johnny M. Just wanted to wish you both Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. You guys doing a great job. Keep it up. Don't 
change the intro. <laughs> oh, yeah. And take care. Bye. So we, we had talked about changing <coughs> changing the intro because Frank was concerned about the copyrighted music issue. Yeah, you know? I, I can understand that. And that, it's a valid point, but, you know, with only 12 listeners, I really don't think we're going to have that big of a problem. And I'm oh, one of them, yeah. so <laughs> that's like 11. And 11. My mo- I know yeah. my mom's one of them. 10. Uh-huh. 10. Ashley well, as long is, as as one Ashley's one also one here in the studio with us. She's yeah. chilling in the back with a piece of pizza. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> so that's nine. And then you and I, Brad, listen, so that's uh, uh, seven. Seven. I know Fred Durst listens to uh, this podcast. Dang so. it. Fred Durst, okay. I think we're yeah. in trouble. We are. I think Wes Borland listens too. <laughs> Wes Borland's so cool. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, so is this the Limp Biscuit episode then? Yeah. This is. <laughs> is it, was not. Wes Borland the one with the weird eyes? Wes Borland was the guitar player that looked like the Kabuki guy. For yeah. um, I got to go Limp see Biscuit. him. Um, Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I got Which to go see him before it became ridiculous. Uh, we saw him in concert at the uh, well Bronco Bowl yeah. before it went out. Man, that was a great show. West Borland, he, he had that like uh, he had that like stormtrooper half skirt kind of mm-hmm. thing on mm-hmm. with this big jacket, and he had kabuki white paint on, and he was just it was strange, it was frenetic and fantastic. And, and he didn't even know there was a concert was that night. That was just his and regular getup. Even as ridiculous as Fred Durst is, it was still a really cool band, and you know I kind of miss him. Here's cool. another um, older. What's up, Brad and Frank? It's Johnny M. I don't know. This guy has nothing else to do. It's always Johnny M. calling us. Which is fine, but you know, it really reinforces the fact that we've only got twelve listeners. Yeah. So, but we love you, Johnny. Johnny. Calling from the start county jail in. here on Long Island. County jail. I get only one phone call, and I needed to tell you guys that the Ethan Van Skyver interview was awesome. That's number one. Thank you. Congratulations again. You're welcome. And that Booster Gold number five blew my mind. And you guys should go over Booster Gold number five sometime. I gotta go. I'm I'm reading Booster Gold. I'm trying to remember which one really? that is. I think that's the one with um. Isn't um, that the one with Joker and Barbara Gordon and all? Yeah, that? which brings up an interesting point. This will kind of be kind of a deterrent uh, or, or a, a tangent. Spoiler alert, by the way. Um, so. Uh, um, Spoiler alert. Uh, Rip Hunter or Rex Hunter, I forget which one. Um, Rip. R- Rip Hunter tries to get Booster to save uh, Barbara Gordon. Right. So. Booster tries and tries and tries, but he can't. He can't. He goes repeated times to try to stop this. Finally, uh, Hunter explains to Booster that he goes, "You can't." That's what I'm trying to point out to you because you want to bring back your friend Take Beetle. Cord, yeah, yeah, but you can't. There's just some things in history that cannot be changed, and so I, that led me to think about: well, if some things can't be changed, then, then I mean, how can you travel through time? I mean, well, why would one thing be inviolate and something else be changeable be reset buttonable that doesn't make sense yeah that that didn't make sense so you figure the you know the the universal reset button they've used it before and there's your president Mm -hmm. you know sorry it's there you you can't just say i mean there's plenty of other you know there's plenty of other science fiction vessels doctor who and the like where you know the rules of time are different you can't change stuff that's already happened Mm mm-hmm even though you're time traveling. Yeah. I've been collecting Booster Gold, and I've read the first two. I have all of the issues that have been out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I like to save issues and read them all, at, mm-hmm. you know, like in the five or six issues. You're trying chunk. to say you haven't actually read them yet. 
No, I, I have them. I haven't read them. I've read the first two. Uh, flip through them every time I get them, but um, I, I like to save them and read them all at once. So, Bill, the uh, first five are a lot of fun. I'll be more than happy to lend them to you. I've already read them. I like they, that. They I are very good. Jeff Johns wrote it. so I, I enjoyed mean. his fine work in uh, 52, um, but I never knew a whole lot about Booster Gold. I I, um, I got out of comics, I guess, um, about the time that uh, Keith Giffen took over Justice League and mm-hmm. they brought in you know the you know those the blue beetle and the you know all those kind of ancillary characters yeah. um and so i just i never knew a lot about the cat giffen and demetrius yes you never read those the uh, you know i've actually got the uh i've got the trade paperback of the first you know six episodes of that justice league incarnation is there a special guest we should call okay we should call. he's being impatient okay <laughs> i told him i told him we call okay. gosh you Oh, this guy, you can never please him. <laughs> okay. You can't. We're, right, so. uh, by the way, we're, we're going to punk we're gonna, our special guest. <clears throat> June Bob. June Bob Kim. Uh, what so you guys need to know out there in the audience is that Bill McConnell is here in the flesh. Yeah, he's here with us in the room. But June, June Bob, Bob does not know. know. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to pull one over on June Bob. So here we go. So no more talking, Bill. All right, here we go. Shh. Yeah, Skype is loud. Hello? June Bob. Hey, 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 you're on I, the air. I told you we'd call you. Yeah, we're, we're, we started the show. I told you. I told you we, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are I'll on the air. I told, you we'd, I told you we'd call you. you got, oh, yeah. You got to take a chill pill, dude. Oh, no, I wasn't in a hurry. In fact, yeah, you, you were. Call? You were because um, you called me. I told you I'd call you. You called me. Oh, wow. Okay, well, let me hang up. No, we'll no, no <laughs> we are on. We're live. This is the show, man. We are going. No, it didn't sound like you guys really wanted me, you know, wanted me on the show. So, what are I'll you just talking about? Take a chill pill and wait. No, here we are. We're here. We want to talk about Bob Layton and and the dinner that that you uh, you put together. But um, but first, I've been working on something special just for you. Yeah, uh, oh. this is pretty awesome, June Bob. <laughs> June, can you hear? Yeah, I can hear. June Bob, you there? Okay, I've been working on my Bill McGonnell impression. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I, you know, he's a part of the show, and I kind of have a man crush on Bill anyway. So I like to talk like Bill when nobody's around. But I've been working on my impression of him. So I want you to tell me something. Give me something to say in Bill McGonnell's voice. We'll see if I can do it on the spot. I like them taters. I like them taters. Okay, Brad. How was that? Was that good? It's pretty awesome. Was that good? You, you know what? That sounds so good. That almost sounds like him. Oh, but it's well, not. That's, that's the point. That's my impression of Bill McGonnell. Give me something else. Give me something else. <laughs> Give me something else to say. Uh, funny ha-ha, not funny queer. Funny ha-ha, not funny queer. Wow, Brad, you were awesome. Huh? Pretty good, JB? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, that's now, just uncanny, man. I know it. I tell you, you, you got to get in a in a certain frame of mind. Now, Brad, say Hi, this. Bill. <laughs> oh, right, we're still going to play this up. Now, Brad, say this, okay? Okay. Frank, you are awesome. Frank, you are awesome. God. That's pretty good, wasn't it? Brad, you are... Wasn't that good? That is amazing. Brad, that is amazing. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did I say that? <laughs> Wow, man! I'm Your good, audio clip, I? yeah, that's that's just awesome. So okay, I guess you know we what? Can in stop fact, pulling. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna just 
do the rest of the show in my Bill McGonnell voice. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, you know what? That sounds great. Let me just slide these notes over here. Hang on a second. I got a cough. Say hi you, to you. You missed it earlier. We talked about that a uh, couple minutes ago. <laughs> All right, before we uh, catch on. Hang on a second. Hang on. <laughs> Well, Brad, I feel a little better. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Brad, so how's the truck, Brad? How's Man, Fords are so cheap. I mean, really? it gets me from point A to point B, but am I Uh-oh, really supposed to, to enjoy it? Oh. Hey, Brad, what was your favorite part of the uh, convention when we all went? Uh, it's got to be the quarter bin. I mean, hey, yeah. who doesn't like the 25-cent bin, really? And, and what books did you get? Because I forgot. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I got another copy of Phoenix End Song. I, uh, but was that one? Remember, you were holding me and go, I will never forget this moment when I. Oh, when yeah. I got it was the, the um, uh, illustrated uh, Children of Dune uh, yes, trade paperback. <laughs> oh, and I got the novelization of Fight Club. Oh, that's right. Well, Brad. Brad, uh, you've changed your opinion on I'm Fight still Club, mad haven't about you? That. Guy, I right, enough so, of the charade. Enough Fight of Club. the charade. Say hi to, say hi to Bill McGonnell, Jim. I, I really thought Fight Club was good. <laughs> hi, Bill. Cheering Bob. <laughs> so. Hey, hey, let me, let me give you guys a tip. Okay. If we had you to go really, in there for minutes, didn't we? If you really wanted to uh, convince me that, you know, you were doing, it was Brad doing Bill's impression, uh, you forgot to say the key thing that would have given it away, and that is, you know, saying something like, you know, that June, he is such a hard guy to please. <laughs> that June, he is such a hard guy to please. Yeah, see, then I would have believed it was, you know, actually Brad talking, not, you know, not Bill. God, Bill, you have the best voice. I don't know you well enough to know that you're hard to please. (laughs) Okay, here we are. Except to trust Brad. So, June Bob. Yes, sir. Uh, Well, in the last show. I have a little cough. Bill McDonald is extremely jealous that that we had dinner with Bob Layton. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was wondering why uh, Bill didn't join us at the uh, Dallas Comic Con. He had family well, you know, commitments or something. He had family commitments. Oh, he was, uh, you know, he had better things to do. I think well, he had to blow, blow dry his goldfish that day. <laughs> that and, you know, Bill. Yeah, uh, that and moving houses and having a wife. Well, that's right. Yeah, Bill's Bill actually yeah. moving from one oh. house to another. Oh, dear heavens. <clears throat> He's moving on up like the Jeffersons. Oh, mm-hmm. baby. We're moving way on up. To well, the top. I, I figured it was, uh, you know, it couldn't be the Sooners because uh, didn't they, like, lose a... Uh, championship well oh, oh, june why don't you just twist oh. that knife a little and you bit? know what i'm, I'm a, a dallas deeper. cowboy fan too so how's that treating me oh i'm also a big mavericks fan so yeah <laughs> oh i'm a stars fan <laughs> yeah i like the stars quite a yeah. bit um Ow. it's the quadfecta it's a wonderful time hey, to live hey, in you dallas. Know what? i'm a rangers fan the, too the, well, there's no, hope, there's no hope there with the rangers nobody knows who they are <laughs> okay, so um, if you listen to the last show, we did a lot of interviews at the Comic-Con, and the last one we did was with uh, Bob Layton. Jim, Bob, did you listen to the last show? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And it ended with us getting to go to dinner with the man, so let's talk about that dinner. And uh, June, Bob, off, how let's, did... let's back up and, and point out that Bob reviewed June's portfolio. Oh, that's pretty oh, good. Oh, no, we, nice. we don't need to talk about Yeah, that. let's talk about this, because it's really pretty funny. He, in a, in, a, in a nice way, in a kind way, in a constructive way, he ripped June Bob a new one, mm-hmm. didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't June he? Bob, and June Bob spent the rest of the evening standing up because... Um, <laughs> he man, did. I used to really like Bob Layton, too. That's no. not right, dude. Oh, Bob, no, 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 wait. For, for, for those listeners who don't know, who is Bob Layton? Just nutshell. 
Bill McGonnell, tell us who Bob Layton is. Uh, he uh, was the uh, anchor and then uh, primary artist on uh, the seminal Iron Man runs of the 1970s. The uh, written, whole, written by David Michelinie. Yes, David, which I thought up until yesterday was David Micheline. Call me crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, the demon in a bottle, um, the Stark taken over by Stain International. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the Marvel was really good about, you know, giving their characters real-world problems, mm-hmm. you know, back uh, way before DC kind of got grittier. And, um, yeah, that was spectacular stuff. I mean, I, it was right in my wheelhouse. I picked that stuff up when I was, what, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. So it, it, it's not it, just, it, it's not an overstatement to say the man's a legend. I love his clean art, and mm-hmm. I just I, nobody has ever drawn Iron Man as well as he has, my humble opinion. Okay. So that uh, – so um, – so well, he knows he, he knows his quick. business. I mean, he he knows what he's uh what he's talking about when he's reviewing June's portfolio. Go ahead, June. What well, were you well, saying? So actually, you have one second there. Um, to add to a couple of uh, more things that you know, on top of what uh, Bill was, you know, saying about Bob, uh, there's quite a bit of a uh, history about the man. Uh, you know, he's even which I hate to say it, but you know, before the con, I really was very ignorant about his achievements. And uh, the man has quite the, uh, you know, has had quite the career. So, you know, it it went all the way back where he was um, he was responsible and involved in the revamping and you know uh, the X Factor, you know, bringing them out of that. And then he collected that team as an expert. You know, you know what? He put That's together right. a whole crew that were you know of uh, kind of pushed to the side, you know, characters at that time. I and, you know, I, I collected team, that, which that you know X-Factor. at that time was a you know pretty raving success of the release of that book and then even following his career in marvel he was also pretty instrumental i believe in um valiant i believe he was brought over with the uh effort of um mr um oh my gosh his name is escaping me now he is the uh David the editor uh, oh okay well basically he he was uh he was involved in uh Working with the creator team, eventually uh, being, I think, promoted to editor in chief and senior vice president at Valiant when it was on the uh, heights, and uh, you know left only briefly, I think, before the uh, Valiant was sold to acclaim for like yeah, sixty-five notes. million dollars, I think. Oh, this okay. is word so, word off this Wikipedia. Is, you <laughs> you're reading. <laughs> yeah, Say you're, what? you're reading. You're reading. You pre-prepared the speech and typed it out, didn't you? No, 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 no. I as soon as I came back home, I did a thorough uh, lookup of the uh, Bob's website at um, Stalker at BobLayton.com. Yeah, and it was it was mind blowing. And he even has like videos that were up there, and I got to see like uh, videos of all the uh, like the val- you know Valiant's uh, like creative teams and stuff at that time. And Joe Quesetta was there. I mean, I think Jamal Igle was there too in the background. I mean, he he just knows you know a lot of people, a lot of people. Awesome. Well, let's let, let's talk about how how the dinner uh, progressed. So, uh, Bob Layton, he he reviewed your portfolio. You got yeah. you got some criticism from it, but that's good. You're learning from well, it. Well, yeah, and, it, it was and pretty what, interesting. What was the assistant's name? Uh, assistant's name Soda. is uh, Sora. 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 And we're we're uh, uh, we're on my MySpace friends with her now. Jealous. Ooh, wow. Jealous. <laughs> anyway, so so how did that? So you were talking to her, right? Uh, absolutely. Well, yeah. In fact, right after, right after um, Mr. Layton got done, uh, basically giving me a new one. Man, I, you know, I was kind of standing there, and then she, 
she followed it up right after that to um well it was really uh those of you guys that had the pleasure of uh standing you know around me as i was uh getting <laughs> man I, I was so bad i had a digital recorder to record what <laughs> he was shredded saying to you. and Let's just say he uh, he used even colorful phrases that I really did not expect <laughs> to hear from another grown man. And uh, anyway, um, after that, he he was he was giving me a very interactive um, interactive review. I I think Bob has a like a teaching heart, you know, by nature. And even while giving me a, a review on my portfolio, he was involving Sora. As kind of a to see, you know, how much of the th- things that he had already, you know, taught her that she had remembered, and so he made that a whole interactive part. Uh, anyway, basically at the end, uh, when we got wrapped up, she turned around and asked me, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I hope you don't mind me asking, but you know, what nationality are you?" And uh, I told her that, you know, I'm a proud American, baby. Oh <laughs> uh, well, no, actually, I told her I was, you know, I was. Korean and um, and then uh, that's she you know she turned around and said yeah you know I really thought so and then uh, just you know delving into that a little bit we found out that um, Bob Layton is actually a uh, has a you know not only does he love all kinds of cuisine and food but you know he had a he had quite an affinity for uh, Korean food in particular also and it's not the stuff that you know commonly is liked by the Westerners or you know Citizen. foreigners but um, he he actually likes some of the exotic stuff, really exotic stuff that a lot of the uh, you know Western you know basically taste buds takes a little while getting used to. So we got to be talking, and you know I just after I did that, didn't I uh, come around to you guys and I said, guys, guys, I I think you know we have an opportunity here for something pretty ex- you know exciting. Yeah, right? you were like a teenage girl at an NSYNC concert. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And I, you know, I was so excited. And I, you know, before I threw it out, because I was almost, you know, so sure, you know, that if he were such a fan, and you know, what I, what had happened was before I walked away from them, I said, you know, Dallas surprisingly has some really, you know, good authentic Korean, you know, restaurants. And um, you know, did you guys have a chance to visit them? And you know, Sora proceeded to tell me that they really did not have a transportation. Uh, you know, while staying at the hotel, so they really did not venture out, you know, too far. And and, and you had that um that awesome um what do you drive a, a Kia? I forget. Is it? Uh, uh, no, that is my wife's new Altima that Altima. I was driving. And so um, I came, you know, running back, bouncing back <laughs> to the, you know, and huddled up with you guys, and I'm like, guys, we got to do this. I, you know, well, we, you know, I was almost kind of afraid that Brad might not go because you were you had your heart set on. Going to that little um, mini concert, right, Brad? Of live. Well, yeah, music. we ended up doing that anyway. I just yeah. I wasn't sure we could do both. Luckily, we right. uh, we did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I Absolutely. got a story about the end of that evening, but, but okay, cool. I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that basically led to all of us saying, you know, most of us that were in the group that could go, saying, "Absolutely, we would love to go if he could go." And then I went and approached him, and we. Um, she, you know, basically, you know, he proceeded to say that, yes, you know, he would love to go, uh, only to find out later on that he usually almost never goes, you know, to uh, uh, out to eat, actually, with uh, the fans. I'm really surprised that he did, because you were coming on kind of strong. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you you were practically. Uh, I was uh, working it. You, figured, you were gonna you were gonna ask him out. It looked like it. I figured we were gonna see the police here in a few minutes. <laughs> I think I saw like hearts coming out of uh, June Bob's head. You know, yeah, as he was, floating as he out was, of his yeah, ears, floating out of his head. And his, I think his pupils turned into hearts too. Having said all that, June Bob was very well behaved, mm-hmm. and uh, That's right. and Bill uh, Bill Bob was uh, extremely nice. And laid back. And laid back and, and gracious and funny. And, and just took it in and enjoyed it. Absolutely. And, he, and I, you know, I, I was not going to ruin the evening by uh, even, you know, by just basically pounding him with all these questions or, you know, about the comic book talk. Just wanted him to have an opportunity to enjoy the food and, you know, just for us to just visit with him and let him feel at ease and, you know, share whatever he could with us. So, And, and you know, th- thinking back on the evening, I don't think we talked about comic books that much. No, we I really don't know. I think we were wasn't. too busy talking about the food and and uh, and living in right. ta- uh, in Florida and stuff like that. So, did you guys hear a lot of like cats meowing from the kitchen <laughs> during dinner? Meow. <or? laughs> um, no, 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 no. There, there were a lot out back, but you know that, that's the wrong race. Cats are for the uh, Vietnamese. Oh. I'm not sure. We, we stay a, with the squirrels. Is that a bark or a whimper coming from the kitchen? <laughs> I can't really tell. I was fighting. Actually, yeah, Koreans love. Uh, that that's one of the uh, well-known Korean cuisine back home um, is the you know is the dog meat. It's quite the. Um, Are you being serious? I am being very serious. Yes, hmm. it's it's actually known as a health food too. And so they don't wow. have they don't have comic books with color in them either. I hear. Uh, <laughs> I pay attention. <laughs> and everybody's we eyes do are things real differently. Big. Huh? I heard that episode. Though I though I hear uh, uh, North Korea is a great vacation spot. Absolutely, my cousin Kim, you know Kim Jung, you know he's a. Uh, yeah, he's I like his jumpsuit. He looks awesome in it, and his hair—the way it kind of goes up real high. I loved him in yeah, Team America. Right. Yes, he was great in Team America. I'm so Ronry. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Uh, the the <laughs> leader of North movie, Korea. That uh, movie has the greatest single comedic sight gag in movie history. When which, what movie is that? <laughs> Team America. At oh, the very no, end, I've never seen it yet. The, so. the, the hero and the heroine are uh, captured by Kim Jong-il, and uh-huh. uh, he uh, puts them in the uh, the arena to fight the uh, the giant cats, oh, yeah. fight the tigers, and he releases a couple of house cats. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're six-inch puppets, myself. so the First cats look gigantic, that. but they're just regular house cats. <laughs> it's like a black cat and a tabby. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But, uh, but sorry, Brad, we digressed big time, didn't we? Those cats were fighting cool. back, man. That's cool. <laughs> but it, it, it was it was a wonderful dinner. We had Sean, your friend Sean there. Uh, your wife Absolutely. showed up a little later, and Brad, and myself, and your wife's and a trip, Jane. Yes, she is uh, fabulous. Actually, she is she loves the shop. Right She's fabulous. Nice. She talks like this, Bill. She's <laughs> really? a Southern girl I from East Texas. Mm-hmm. From East Texas. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to get. Well, she doesn't have that quite a strong of a draw. It's does she? pretty dead gum close to that. <laughs> I declare, it is. Just, it's so mighty warm. You're giving me you. the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> I do declare, she is a charming, charming woman. She, she was, was a, very nice. <laughs> she was very pretty. Yeah, but right. totally would not have put her with you. I. Could, uh, that I is a Most surprise. That is a surprise. Oh, sounds like June Cleaver. That's awesome. Now, let, let's just say uh, uh, June, uh, 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 you know, June's the winner in this one. Oh, in this relationship. thank you. She well, is. Hey, wait, wait a minute. Is that a, is that a 
slap or a compliment? That's I, a I don't let's know. see. That's a compliment on her. Yeah. That's a um. That's a jab. A put, that's a jab at you. At you. Well, let's just call it constructive criticism. Yeah. Did that come All out right? right? I'm let's sorry just, if I, I didn't no. mean to say Let's hey, just I, say you're I, very lucky, Gene. <laughs> yes. I married So Bob Layton gives me a portfolio review. You guys are giving me a life review. Is that what's going yeah, on here? Yeah. <laughs> Does your wife need a new prescription? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, yeah, even Bob Layton enjoyed her uh, her company that night. And, yeah, he did. He, her, the, the next day, yeah. I when you weren't there, June, I, I went back to the convention and I saw him. And uh, he said uh, something about June's wife isn't you know she's something else, and he he was complimentary about her as well. Yes, absolutely. Well, I've seen some of your art. And I'm just I'm curious as to exactly what uh, Bob thought you you know could work on. Oh yeah, um, let's, let's I, mean, I just you know what I, I if I'm asking something personal, you know, please forgive me. We'll move on. But um, oh, no, 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 it wasn't anything really personal. Okay. In fact, I think I think it was incredibly eye opening. Uh, Bob himself. Has um, and I think it is uh, like this with pros. Uh, there's a certain level of uh, constructive criticism that just anybody else other than the artist themselves can give. Okay, yeah. um, you know you can always learn from someone else's comments. But I think uh, listening to some other things from a um, uh, you know from a professional, um, they have a trained eye about that specific trait that you know that you you know if if I've heard it. I probably forgot it, or even if I knew it, I probably did not exercise it uh, conscientiously enough for me to really, you know, let it show through. And so what he did was really, you know, bring out some of the basic things that I've even probably read somewhere along the way because really Bob Layton was uh, one of the first pros uh, that I've actually, you know, spent any time in length over my work, you know, um, couple of people that are giving me um, good reviews in the past, a good meaning very thorough review were um, Buzz, you know, and very accomplished and incredible artist himself. And, you know, really other than that, I have not received too many real feedback or, cons- you know, constructive criticism. Uh, you know, in fact, there was a, another artist, a DC artist, Cully Hamner was there also. And he was the one, he actually had given me a review even before that. Um, I think you know he uh, you know he didn't give me as probably a thorough of a criticism as um, as Mister uh, you know Layton had did, you know done, but you know uh, he yeah. also gave me some pointers too. And so. it seemed that that Layton's most of his criticisms definitely wasn't in in how you draw, but it was in your in the way you sequenced. Is that right? uh, no, actually, no, no. He he actually liked my storytelling. Okay, good. He says that I can also draw. Also, what what he mainly had to deal with. On my thing, if I, you know, glean from it correctly, uh, was that he, um, the spatial depth of my work, where uh, basically, you know, some, he wanted me to really remember the three basic things, and that was, you know, how to create depth in a, you know, two dimension, you know, two dimensional illustration. Your background and, so he, and your middle ground yeah. kind of blended together, and your exactly. foreground and that was the and biggest thing that he really, kind of you know, kind together. of picked out on, and you know, just gave me some really good pointers for me to remember. How to you know how to different you know use black, gray, and white, or you know foreground, background, you know, and midground, and how to mix that together, but never you know use it more than once. You know, if you know some one part of that you know is gray, then he wanted me to make sure that the other part was black and you know or white. And so 
that's actually a really uh, it's harder than you know it seems for you to really do it once you start drawing it um and I can tell you honestly that he you know he caught onto it very much, and that is that the uh, when all of us artists that are starting out, not only are we insecure about our stuff but we also when we really get to a certain point you know after having spent hours on a one panel for example that were a problem panel uh you know we tend to after we get it to a certain point that we really like we're so afraid to erase it even if we know it still has more problems because somehow we believe you know i just if i erase it i probably won't come up with anything you know you know nearly as decent as i've gotten to this point so, so is uh, bob saying that uh he does you know he will or or often does start things over or is he just saying just don't oh, you know, he, he's saying that basically don't uh, don't compromise. You know, don't just say don't be afraid or don't be fall don't fall in love with your own you know stuff. You know, um, on some of the part because what happens often is that even the one, uh, panels that we've made mistake on or compromise, we we tend to compromise only because we're afraid the good features of that thing. You know, I can't ever bring it back if I erase it to go ahead and correct yeah. other problems. You know, it's funny you, you say it because uh, all three of us in here, we're, we all video edit, and that's happened to us, I'm sure, in that mm. way to where we will edit something, and we may think it looks great, but it doesn't flow. But we just that's love right. the way it looks, and we're that's afraid right. to go back and change that because it's just, oh, we captured something at that moment. It's one of the things that's it's really kind of popped out in the last five ten years or so is is the interesting mm-hmm. page flows to comic books and, and the way different artists work these days you know it used to be that sure. here's your page here's your 16 panels or your 12 panels or whatever and there's uh-huh. the next page and there's 12 more panels and and now you know i'll be reading uh, something modern and i'll literally not know you know i'll have to figure out am i supposed to read across the page or down or you know exactly where is this all going and sometimes you know, i guess maybe that's something that that the artist might you know that might fall on the artist but you know, I just it's it's more interesting, you know, to see you know books that are, you know, where the you know the entire you know entire scene. You know, it's one of the things I also thought was instructive about Ethan Van Skyver's interview is how he literally takes a scene and tries to compose a scene and might give mm-hmm. a scene its own theme, its own feeling, mm-hmm. you know, its own look, and right. uh, the you know that that probably helps you with the flow. I've I dreamed of being a penciler when I was a kid and, you know, figured out in the seventh or eighth grade that I just, you know, it would have been hard work, not, you know, a natural gift for me. So, um, but yeah, the, uh, um, I've always loved the, the layout and, you know, the way, uh, the way the page can draw your, you know, eye around it. And, uh, it's just something I, I think it's really interesting. Um, well, uh, well, bad page construction has taken me out of a good story before yeah. to where you don't yeah. know. Do I read this way? Do I read down? Do yeah. I read? Do I make a U? And you know, um, you know, when I pick up some of these essentials, um, like in the Luke Cage, the first essential he has, there's a couple books where they actually have these small arrows who just kind of go, you know, read this next. Now read this next, yeah. and that doesn't take yeah. me out of it, but that actually helps. Yeah, yeah there, there were some. It seems that's like Marvel did back that a then, lot back in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, because that's when yeah. I first started branching out of that that symmetrical panel layout. Mm-hmm. You know, that's then true. there would be like one long, tall, vertical panel. And um, yeah. Ashley's over there nodding. She knows what I'm talking about because I've been letting her read the Amazing Spider-Man Essentials. Mm-hmm. She's seen this in there. There would be an arrow. You know, like, that was just something sure. new for the reader at that time was, oh, wow, instead of having two side-by-side panels, I got one small one, and over here on the right, there's a, a really long, tall, vertical panel, and it goes down. So what am I supposed to do now? How am I supposed mm-hmm. to deal with this? So the, the, the arrows helped. 
I, I, I would not be... Um, Maybe the artist may be hurt by that, but I think the arrow, the little arrows at times. Might hey, be June, Bob, when, when you get like uh, when you get called to do the Avengers or Justice League or something like that, dude, you got to bring the arrows back. Bring the Promises. arrows back, please. <laughs> I want to see it. I don't mind the arrows, or at least something that's obvious that it's you know flowing. You can make them fun too. They could be kind of stylistic. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up, June, but I wanted to ask you yeah. one more question. Uh, what what artist? What artist would you like to have dinner with next? Or wow. let's say you could only have dinner with one artist, and then that was your last chance to ever have a dinner with an artist again. Who That's would it be? That's a good question. Oh, Lee Mackerel. That, that is very Lee Mackerel? I don't know Lee and, Mackerel. And no picking Fred Durst. I've already got him. <laughs> Durst, huh? You know, that's, that's a really tricky question for me because there's, uh, there's two, two parts of that question for me personally, right? Uh, the selfish, greedy part of me says, um, "I want to meet the artist that can potentially help me find the job. Okay. You know, find the basically okay, well, that's, a paying gig." That's probably very paper, unrealistic, right? don't you think? That's pretty unrealistic. Yeah, I, I know. That's you know, that's just you know me dreaming, right? Now, so would, would you rather pick I would, the brain you know, of? Then for me to pick a, an artist that I just truly you know think they're you know. They're just doing a killer, you know, work right now. Yeah, who's right? who's who do you think's the cat's pajamas? Oh wow, this is gonna be so. This is so sad because I I think there's so many good artists right there. Um, He's gonna I say think Steve I would Ditko. Really like to meet uh, Ivan Rice right now. Yeah, man, his work on the Sinestro Corps stuff was just amazing. Hmm. Consistent. Yeah, he's he's been doing uh, Green Lantern for a while, you know, and so yeah. His his stuff has been just amazing, and I've I've really you know I just appreciated that man, you know, just knocking these things out of the park. And his compositions, um, there are pages that he has that aren't even action sequences, but his um, his arrangement have been you know so beautiful, so beautifully compositioned, right? That I just you know fell in love with the pages. And you know if you ask some people, everyone will pick. Like the splash page and so forth. There is one particular um, episode I can't remember the uh, the actual page uh, or the uh, issue number, but it's where uh, Guy Gardner was uh, reprimanded for his uh, his action, and I think there was actually he was being sent into uh, as a punishment to uh, surround the uh, the main power core and you know watch. Basically, it's like a punishment thing, right? Corporal punishment thing, and. There's a scene where you see all these, um, like a whole ring of Green Lanterns floating over an object. And it's this scene where they're just simply floating in this big you know, circle. And the ar- arrangement and the composition of that thing, I just, I stared at, thing, you know, at that thing probably longer than I did the entire issue. And so, I don't know. It's, uh, I, you know, right now, if I had to absolutely pick right now, that would be you know, my top guess at this point. I think that's a good choice, dude. I think he's pretty solid. So, do you think? Uh, uh, I'm trying to uh, compare your work to Ivan's, and I'm just kind of wondering: Would you rather? Oh uh, no! I mean, no if, you, if you could pick anybody, don't. well, uh, okay, I won't. But if you could pick anybody, I mean, would you pick someone whose style you know you emulate or, or appreciate, or would you rather pick someone whose style is is kind of a 180 from yours? Well, um, yeah. There's um, the 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 amazing thing is that the um, I have I. I really do like artists from all spectrum of our spectrum, really. I mean, I, I like, I really have deep appreciation for, 
as realistic uh, on the side and you know painterly side of Alex Ross to you know to the guys that are you know just basically in there you know drawing all these details you know realistically e- you know even though people slam him I mean you know I'm actually you know I really like you know Greg Land stuff too and I, you know I know people I absolutely you know I, I love Greg Land's work you know they just pick on him for you know him tracing and all this stuff and I kind of understand where they're coming from and i think the interesting thing I, about land is if you're reading ultimate uh the power that just uh, concluded he had uh his yeah. usual anchor um um uh ryan with him yes. the first four issues and then uh he grabbed a guy named jay leaston or leiston yeah. i'm not sure which who's a well, really good anchor but it, it was no, a he's, totally he's, different look I mean, it's just, you know, you read, you know, Greg Land's stuff and the Ultimate Fantastic Four run and, and the other uh-huh. things he's done. And I just, his art, his artwork is beautiful. It's just, it's, you know, it's almost, it's not like Alex Ross, but it's kind of in that neighborhood where it's almost yeah. ultra realistic. And I just, I just eat that up. I, my, my eyes get big and my pupils dilate every time I look at, uh, you and know, they his become work. little hearts. But it, it was weird because Jay Leaston, you know, and, and I, I heard that uh, you know you like to ink your own stuff too, which is which I think I would prefer to do were I good enough to do what you do. But um, uh, Jay Leaston, you know, finishes Greg. Oh, hold on, hold on, Bill. Yeah. If if God gave you your voice that you have and you could draw, then this wouldn't be fair for the rest of us. Wouldn't that be right, Brad? That's true, man. That's true. Okay, there you I'm, go. I'm sorry for. Interrupting. I'm flattered. Go ahead. I'm here too. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, you've already got a show, Frank. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> All right, Jim. We're gonna. And you're a chick magnet. That's that's true, man. You should like see Frank. when when Frank goes out with a bunch of people, you know, to a happy hour or a party or something. Frank is the man. He is like I'm pretty smooth. He is with the ladies. He is. I'm trying to be very politically <laughs> correct when I when I say it. Um, that's correct. Yeah, I'm. I'm different when I'm around other people. <laughs> <laughs> All but, right. um, I, I'm kind of cool. We're gonna I'm close firsthand. You're, you're a machine. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> We're gonna but, close. Hey, just one thing. One thing, real quick, Brad. Yeah. And what I was going to say, leading up to saying, is that I, even then, I, you know, I have even greater admiration for artists that have such an interpretive line, very simple, very condensed, and very expressive lines that are not realistic. Um, and I have a, you know, I have very deep, you know, appreciation for them because I just can't bring myself to do it. It's just not true to how I draw, and I can't do it. But I know what it is that they're doing, and you know how hard that and difficult that is, and how different that is. But it has its beauty on its own merit. So I, you know, I I appreciate it all, you know, on the all entire spectrum. Well, I think part of being an artist is just doing what you do and not trying to ape other people. That's correct. You know, and. Uh, I, I, I think you're a fantastic artist, and well, I, I don't you. think you, I wouldn't say you look like anybody. You just to me, you look like Jim Bob, and I think it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean <laughs> you don't look like you're aping anybody to me. Okay, I think it's pretty just, sweet just, stuff. Just grind on; you're going to get there. Okay. We know you will. We believe in That's you. Right, June, June. Thank he's you. our man. If he can do it, no one can. <laughs> oh well, there's a lot of other can. <laughs> All right, goodbye, June Bob. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Later, June. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. That's the Bob Meister. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. All right. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Bill? Once you get June started, he says, kind of like Bill. (laughs) 
I don't know. I think I had a little too much NyQuil before the show started. Oh, I think I had too much NyQuil. I, yeah. that line I shouldn't last take so much Benadryl right before the show. <laughs> I had like seven. I Is slid. it normal to see spots? Like no, it's not. You crunch them up, put them under your tongue, right? Yeah. <laughs> I take the rapid release. Hey, next uh, next uh, episode's a big five zero, huh? Yeah. We'll have to do something special. Maybe we'll something. maybe we'll have to have a special guest on or something. Maybe we will. I don't know. Uh, what, June Bob's back? <laughs> no. Dude, that's awesome. I'm listening. <laughs> All right. Anyway, guys, thanks it- for listening to episode 49. We'll catch you next week on A Half Hour Wasted. Remember, you can meet us. Go to our website, halfhourwasted.com, halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Uh, we're on the uh, at the comic forums. They said that right? Yeah, the comic the comic forums. The comic forums.com. Or our number, what's our number? 641-715-3900, extension 775-0064 pound. All right. Ciao, guys. We'll see you next week on a half hour wasted. Bye.